Welcome to this episode. Today we're talking about the ultimate sales offer. Like what is it that goes into an offer to make it so attractive, so compelling that your audience want to reach out to you? Because that's the dream, isn't it? You know, like for all the hours of content that you create, for all the showing up, for all the visibility, for all the emails you write, all the captions you create, for all of that. This is the Building Online Sales Success Podcast, helping you to build, market and sell your offers online. I'm Rachel Howarth and I'll be sharing the strategies that are allowing me and my clients to create online success. Sales can be easy, not sleazy. And in this show, you'll get to see behind the curtain and discover the sales secrets that will create the impact, income and freedom that you have been dreaming of. It's time to stop doubting yourself and start creating the business that you truly deserve. What you really, really want is people reaching out to you. And for that to happen, we've got to be able to craft a really compelling offer. So I'm going to give you seven things today, seven ingredients that need to go in to crafting the ultimate sales offer. Now, what I'm not suggesting that if you don't have any of these things that you won't sell the offer, you still might sell the offer. What we're talking about here is the ultimate offer, how to make it absolutely watertight, how to make it crystal clear for your audience, what's in it for them, why they should buy, why there's great value to be had, why there's a great return on investment to be enjoyed after they've invested. And so that for me makes these seven points really, really important when you're crafting your next offer. Okay, so the first one is a big, powerful promise. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you will have heard me talk about a big, powerful promise before. A big, powerful promise is something that should go with your freebie, your PDFs, your free masterclass. It should also go with your paid offers too. So your membership, your mastermind, your one-to-one. What is somebody going to achieve? What are they going to have, be able to create as a result of being on that program with you? So what is the promise that you're making? So for example, for my Dream Leads Club, the big powerful promise that I am making is that you will generate three to five leads consistently every single week and that that will allow you to create a 5k month in your business reliably and consistently. So no more income roller coaster. And I know that that's a compelling, powerful promise for my ideal client. Because my ideal client is a female coach who's working really hard right now to get visible, to create impact. She's on social media every single day. And sometimes that can lead to exhaustion. And so when I when I make that offer, that powerful promise offer to her and say, I can take away that overwhelm and I can replace that overwhelm with a reliable lead gen process if you come and join the Dream Leads Club. Now, that sounds like a really compelling proposition for her. 12 weeks inside a group container with a load of other female coaches who are going through the same struggles as her. That sounds like a really compelling offer. Now, that is what I mean by a big, powerful promise. So what does that look like for you in your business? And have you crafted that promise to sound compelling enough? 
what I would invite you guys to do is to, um, if you're doubting that your promise is compelling enough, just DM it to me or voice note it to me. I will happily give you some feedback. And if I can help you to tighten it up and make it a little bit more irresistible to the ear, then I will absolutely do that. So point number one, a big, powerful promise. Point number two in the ultimate offer is a clear method, a clear structure or framework. How are you going to get your ideal client, the person who's going to buy into this offer, how are you going to get them from A to B? How are you going to get them from stuck to solved? How are you going to get them the powerful promise that you've just made them? So this is kind of like the route plan. If I was inviting you to go on a journey with me to somewhere that we'd never been before and we needed to program in the sat-nav, we'd we'd get a journey plan, wouldn't we? We'd get the, what are the key points on the journey? What are the milestones? What are the stopping points? Are there service points on the way? Do we need to call in and visit a friend on the way? You know, what are the journey points? What are the milestones? How are you going to show your buyer that your method is watertight? Not just that it's been done before and it's reliable, but can you can you demonstrate it to them? Can you create maybe a graphic? If any of you are listening and you've been on my programs, you will know I'm a big fan of an acronym. I'm a big fan of a three or a five step process. I'm also a big fan of creating a graphic. So I have a lot of matrices, you know, like four box matrices or triangles. I, I create graphics out of my methodologies because It helps me to explain them to my audience, but it also helps them to see and believe in my framework. Okay, so point number two is have a clear method, structure or framework for the way that you're going to get your ideal client from A to B, from stuck to solved. Point three in your ultimate offer is value for money. Yeah, is your offer value for money? Can you demonstrate that it's value for money in comparison to something else that they might be comparing it to. So it might be something else that they could choose to solve their problem. It could be that they're comparing it to another way to work with you. So for example, you might talk about your group program being value for money versus what the investment would be to join you on a one-to-one program. Or you might talk about your online course, your digital online course, being really great value for money in comparison to a live delivery program. Okay, so think about how can you really demonstrate value for money? Point number four is to have an exciting bonus, some kind of incentive, something that motivates the buyer to buy, something that creates that feeling of, wow, I've got to have this because this isn't going to be around forever and I really need to have it. Like, this is such a great bonus. I'm I'm not even going to consider not buying this. So could it be that if you're offering a program that is a group program that you offer a one-to-one with it, you know, maybe you give a free strategy session. If you're um, selling a membership, it might be that you say you can pay monthly or you can sign up for a year and only pay for 10 months. That's the bonus I'm offering you. You get two months free. Yeah, you could sell one online course and as a bonus you could package in a second online course on a topic that complements the one that they're buying. So think about how can you add a bonus and also you know think about yourself as a buyer. What motivates you as a buyer? My husband bought us a new TV recently. This thing is bloody massive let me tell you 
And one of the things that he said to me after he'd spent the money is it comes with a new phone. You know, you get a new mobile phone with it. And I said, but we've both got a mobile phone. We don't, we don't actually need a mobile phone. And he's like, yeah, but it, it comes with a new mobile phone. Well, that's such a guy thing to do. You know, like hands up whose husband does a similar thing to that. It's such a guy thing to do. So now we've got this brand new Google, not Google, what is it? It's a Samsung. It's a Samsung flip phone. We've got this brand new phone. Neither of us need it. And it was an incentive that came with the TV. So yeah, that's a really, that's a really good example. So item number five in the list of seven, seven magic ingredients to go into your ultimate sales offer Number five is testimonials and return on investment stories. So we all love social proof, don't we? We all love to hear that we're not the first one. We're not dipping our toe in freezing cold, icy water. It's actually, you know, the water's warm. Everybody else has been in. It's great. Yeah, we don't want to be the first. We don't want to be the guinea pig. That might be a phrase that we only use here in the UK, but if you're outside of the UK, we tend to say that a guinea pig is somebody that tries out the offer. Nobody wants to be the first, okay? So share plenty of testimonials, share case studies, share return on investment stories that sound like, you know, meet my client A. She bought into program B and she delivered and achieved result C. You know, this is how she did it. This can be your result too, yeah? How can you really demonstrate that your clear method that you've already, you know, shown, that the promise that you've made, that the value for money that they're already feeling, how can you show that the last person that bought this got a great result? Because that is going to feel compelling to most buyers. Most of us would feel compelled to at least want to learn more about a program if we saw some impressive results. So make sure that when you're building your sales pages, when you're creating your email sequences, that you don't miss out the return on investment stories because they really, really matter. So that was point number five. So on to point number six. I'll do number seven and then I'll do you a recap, okay? So point number six In your ultimate offer, you must have at least one of these things. So scarcity or urgency. They can be used hand in hand. But the caveat I'm going to give you for this is they must be used with integrity. You must not ever allow there to be an opportunity where your buyer, your client doubts you, where they see that you've advertised your offer saying there's three spots available and they're able to spot that actually you've bought, you've sold five or six of them. Yeah, they've bought one of those three spots and they can see that you're now celebrating more clients coming in than the three spots that they thought were available. If you say that there's three spots available, make sure that there's three spots available. Don't go over that. Don't allow anybody to be able to call you out on BS. Yeah, your trust The clients who you are signing into your programs, their trust means everything. It takes a long time to build that trust and seconds to break it. So don't get, you know, don't get tempted to advertise something, give it a deadline, create the urgency, create FOMO, create scarcity. All those things that some of you tell me that you hate. Well, the reason that you hate them is because you've seen that they've been done wrong. When they've been done correctly, they're great. They act as a really great way to motivate a buyer to buy. 
Okay, so don't get put off by people that do it badly. Just make sure that you are not one of those ones who does it badly. Okay, I get asked this question a lot, you know, like, but Rachel, what if I say that there's three spots and four people want to buy it? You know, what if that happens? I've been asked that question this week. I would say I've probably been asked that question on average at least once every two weeks for the last year in in my group programs. I get asked that question. So let's just put ourselves in in your shoes right now. If that was to happen, you've advertised three spots and four people want to buy them. You are the one who has to decide in your heart of hearts what is the right thing to do. You have to really feel into that decision. If you sell four, then have you gone against your word? Yeah, you have. Because if there was four spots to sell in the first place, why didn't you say that? Yeah. So feel into that, you know, really think about what feels like the right thing to do. If you can create four spaces in your diary to sell four spaces, sell four. If you want to create FOMO and say there's only one space left, then for God's sake, only sell one space. Okay. Because your integrity, your self-belief, your confidence, all of that goes into you breaking your own rules, you know, like if you break your own rules and you get caught doing it, especially then, you know, you're not going to feel good about yourself. Now, for me, the word integrity means doing the right thing, even when no one's looking. So even if you can sell more spaces and nobody will ever know that you've done it, you will know, you will know in your heart. Now that makes it wrong in my eyes, you know, but if that triggers you, DM me, let me know if, you know, if you're thinking, Rachel, you're being a bit harsh then, you know, let's have a chat about it because um, I'm not wishing to be controversial. This is just how I see integrity. Okay. In fact, my last episode was on values, wasn't it? It's a big thing for me. It's a big thing for me. So that scarcity or urgency, always a triggering topic. Okay. So yeah, let me know how you feel about that. Number seven in my list of seven is to create the ultimate offer, you absolutely must include an inspiring or relatable story. Now, usually you are the heroine of this story. So it could be a story when you went from stuck to solved. It could be a time in your life where things were particularly difficult and you share how you overcame them. Now, that doesn't mean that an inspiring story has to be you crying your eyes out. Yeah, it does not have to be that. Don't get sucked into this because I've heard people have this thought before. Don't get sucked into that thought that talking about vulnerability means that you've got to be sat on your Instagram TV crying. You you do not have to do that to share an inspiring or a vulnerable story. Okay, what it does have to be, though, is relatable. It has to relate to your ideal client. It has to relate to where they are on their journey, either a point that they can reflect back on or a point that they're at right now and that they're feeling right now, yeah? For them to be able to feel that rapport with you, create that connection in their heart with you, you know, buying decisions are emotional decisions. I know it feels like they're logical and rational, but actually buying decisions are made with feeling, not thought, yeah? So for you to tell a relatable story and for that to inspire somebody to want to reach out to you about your offer, then it really should include some element of problem or pain point and for you to have been the person that's experienced that and you then give them the steps that you took and those steps have now been rolled into the way that you deliver your program. Those steps have now been turned into your method or your framework. Those steps have now been carved into 
the powerful program promise that you're going to make. So come up with some inspiring, some relatable stories that are really going to urge your ideal client to reach out to you because you can't convert anybody that isn't making themselves known to you as interested. Yeah, people have got to raise their hand. They've got to give you permission to pitch an offer. Otherwise, you're doing the thing that we all want to avoid, which is cold, spammy, pitchy DMs. Like we do not want to do that. Okay, so you've got to motivate people to want to reach out to you. And these are the seven things that are going to help you to create that. So let me just give you a recap. Number one, a big, powerful promise. Number two, a clear method, structure or framework of getting your client from stuck to solved. Point three, value for money. Your offer has got to show value for money. Point four is include some kind of exciting, motivating bonus or incentive. Point five is include testimonials and return on investment stories. I would usually say at least three to five of those. Point number six, the controversial one, use scarcity or urgency to urge your buyer into taking action. And point number seven is make sure that you're telling some kind of inspiring or relatable story that your ideal client, your buyer to be, your client to be, is going to feel urged, compelled to want to reach out to you. Okay. So they are the seven steps of the ultimate sales offer. I'd love to know which one stands out to you. Which one are you doing really well at the moment and which one maybe needs a little bit of work? Okay. If you'd like to ask me some questions about, you know, how maybe I would tighten up your offer, how I would improve your offer. I'm quite happy that you send me, maybe send me a link to your sales page in the DMs over on Instagram. I'll happily take a look If I can be helpful to you, then I will. I'm so, so grateful for you being here listening to the Building Online Sales Success podcast. We are on episode 25, a quarter of a century. That feels like a big milestone to me. I probably wouldn't be as excited about doing this if I wasn't feeling reassured and confident from the messages that you send me that you were enjoying it. So I feel really grateful. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Thank you for being here and I'll see you in episode 26. So that's it for today. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If growing your business is a big priority right now and you'd like to get my feedback on how you could move forward with bigger and faster success, then take part in my free personal assessment. It's called Next Best Opportunity and I get back to you within three days of you answering 20 questions about your business and goals and I give you my tailored feedback. If that sounds like something that you would like to do, then just click the link below in the show notes or head over to my Instagram and have a chat with me in the DMs over there. 